Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Susie Hoytink is a member of the Non-Surgical Symposium Scientific Advisory Committee, and she's on the show today with me to discuss creating a personalized aesthetics treatment plan. With nearly two decades of experience in the aesthetics field and as a healthcare professional, Susie is a highly sought-after advisor in the industry. Her mission? To revolutionize patient safety, results, and care through training, support, and education for doctors and nurses in their practices. In this captivating conversation, we explore the future of aesthetic procedures and the exciting advancements in non-surgical treatments available to consumers. Discover how multimodality treatment plans can unlock the most natural, safe, and long-lasting results for your aesthetic journey. Susie's expertise extends beyond treatments alone. She shares invaluable insights on selecting the right practitioner who will genuinely understand your goals, budget, and safety concerns. With her guidance, you'll be empowered to collaborate with an aesthetics professional who will create a bespoke aesthetic plan tailored just for you. But that's not all. Susie's passion for the healthcare industry's future shines through as she highlights the tremendous potential for innovation in both clinical and business practices. Get excited for a future where aesthetic practices become even more sophisticated even more personalized and safer for every patient. I'm so delighted to give you exclusive access to Susie Hoyting's wealth of knowledge so we can discover the possibilities that lie ahead in the world of personalized aesthetics together. Well, I am so thrilled to introduce an old friend, Susie Hoytnick, who, when I say old friend, she is ageless. She is an ageless muse to me, but we are both Canberra girls. Yeah. Yeah, how lovely is that? It is lovely. And I'm just so excited to see the evolution of your career. By way of background, I, I know I've done an introduction about Susie's incredible um, credentials. But by way of background, the reason I'm so excited to have you on the show, Susie, is that I think that you bring a very beautiful and unique perspective in that you are brand agnostic. You're not flogging yep. anyone's yep. device or technology or or brand. And you are the expert, the experts turn to when they are developing their strategy for clinical development, acquiring new technology for their clinics, looking at up-leveling and modernizing their service and treatment menus. Mm. And for me, you've always been a touchstone of, you know, what's going to be next in, in the industry. And I'm, I think what we're both excited about and when we we were speaking before recording is that this is such an amazing time for the industry that yeah, the truly. technology is catching up, right? Yeah, yeah, truly. Yes, absolutely. Very, very exciting time to be in the industry and a, and a very exciting to be a provider. So, um, yes, it, the landscape is changing rapidly. And what do you think is the most significant shift that the aesthetics industry and therefore the aesthetics consumer um, is going to see and benefit from? 
Oh, that's a, that's uh, that's such a great question, and I think I've sort of had the the um, the fortune or the good fortune to see the industry from the very beginning. And um, back when I first started, it was it was a very careful, considered, conservative approach to treating a well patient. So very different to what we've previously done before with sick patients as such. So so we had this conservative approach. And then um, I, I witnessed the commoditization and the commercialization of medical procedures. So where there was an explosion of chains, there was an explosion of um, clinics all around the world, really. And we're and talking about aesthetic clinics here. Aesthetic clinics, aesthetic yes. clinics. And this was um, driven very much by consumer demand to have access to treatments that were previously, you know, done in a plastic surgery clinic. And so it became very accessible. And and then I've seen it sort of come full circle where the consumer's gone, no, I want a bespoke premium experience. So not only do I want to have um, access to the latest technology delivered to me by a, um, a, a professional of very high standards, but I would actually really like to have a premium bespoke experience with it as well. So we've sort of seen this full circle come round now to where we've become very patient focused again, but also with premium service. So it's, it's a very exciting time to be involved um, in the industry. I think in terms of trends that we're seeing in the industry, um, during that period where we had that real commoditization of your anti-wrinkle treatments and your dermal fillers, and it just seemed to be on every every corner in every I mean, we wouldn't center. even talk about it before. I mean, no. five years ago, it was kind of considered a bit, oh, I'll just mention it to my girlfriend that I'm going to have, you know, half a mil of filler or yeah. uh, I'm having tox. And now it's like, you know, that's True. nothing. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. At the same time, there was an explosion because everyone was doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I think the casualty of this was clinical care. And um, I think that's probably the most important trend, if we can call it that, that we're seeing now is this is is regulation has caught up definitely with the industry. Um, in July 1, APRA and the Medical Board have delivered some very stringent guidelines for our industry. I'd and love think, you to take us through that as well after we talk about some of this trend forecasting. Sure. And I think that that is just so important now because it's starting to put everyone on a level playing field. And the ultimate goal, of course, is to provide safe patient care. Um, so that the consumer can interact, can it can enjoy these services, the advancements in technology without actually having to worry about whether the clinician is qualified and what they're whether there's going to be appropriate post-treatment care and in the worst case scenario of an adverse event, will I be cared for? So um, I think that there is a, a real trend to lifting our game, collectively lifting our game. Um, and definitely a trend now that we're seeing towards more bespoke, personalised, experience-based clinics um, as well, rather than these chains in shopping shopping centres. Um, the other trend that we're definitely seeing from a clinical perspective is a move away from the freeze and fill, which is a terrible trend. <laughs> yes, freeze and, freeze and fill. fill. That's um, the, but that's the moment the... I say it, everyone goes, oh, I know what you mean. Um, so obviously I'm talking about just this focus of um of having one dimension to the way that we're looking at aging and that being that we freeze a wrinkle and we feel volume loss. And of course, you know, when you're just doing that, I mean, the, the interesting thing about Australians is we're absolutely at the top of our game in terms of treating skin. I was actually going to say that I feel like when I look at the aesthetics industry and when I, and, and I look at the work uh, around Australia, the quality of, the consultation and then the quality of the service delivery 
must actually be fantastic because when you go to Europe, you mm. don't see the same level of quality workmanship. You can call it that. <laughs> when you go to the US, I mean, there are some states where you get off the plane and you go, what happened? Yeah. What happened to every single woman? It's like they yeah. all got the same boobs. They all got the same lips. They all got Cookie the same. Uh, yeah. Freeze and, and desist. And, <laughs> and, and, and yet when you look at their skin, they're so damaged. So, so it's like we've got this frozen look, which is very too, far too voluminous for our actual ages. But at the same time, then our skin, our skin, meaning skin, is skin is what gives you away. And where I think in Australia, we are absolutely at the top of our game of treating skin because we damage it so well. So we know exactly how to damage it. Our skins are older than we are in the majority of cases. Our skin is older than our Not body. yours. You. Uh, no, <laughs> not yours either. No. Um, it is It is older than our chronological age. And I think that because of that, we've become very good at um, what, what, what I call a multimodality approach. It's about not just having this freeze and feel this one dimension to our clinical care is to bring in the lasers, to bring in the dermal treatments, to bring in certainly the injectables and the biostimulants as well. But That's then- why I wanted you on the show because I actually, if, if there's one thing that I want to encourage the listener to embrace is the understanding that your ageless journey is absolutely a multimodality approach. It- absolutely. For the most beautiful result and the, for the safest result and for the most long-lasting result, Absolutely. you really need to look at it as those multiple touch points. And you've been a clinic owner before. You owned yeah. a, a group of clinics and you don't do that anymore. And that's why I'm saying you're brand agnostic. You're really talking from the perspective of having treated literally thousands of men and women yeah. as a clinician. Mm-hmm. And then you've consulted to the biggest brands in terms of whether they be the device or the uh, filler or the clinic. Yeah, the manufacturers or the clinics, yeah. Yeah. And now you're here on the show and you're saying exactly what I hope to be imparting through the stories that we're telling on the podcast and in the magazine is you can't just rely on one thing and call it a day and say, oh, I'm going to look fabulous forever. Yeah. So, so, but then as a consumer, where does that leave me? Just confused. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, um, I think what we're very good at, Austra- at in Australia, and I think we lead the world in this is our treatment planning, is our understanding of the fact that um, it, it does take a multimodality approach. I do need to think about you and, and um, I need to think about what different modalities I can utilize now. And then also thinking about you in the future as well. And the key to it is this treatment planning. And I think that's something that we did at, at, at Clear Complexions really, really well. Um, we would have all of our clients have an well, hour. I can attest to that because <laughs> I was a, a patient. Yeah. Who, yep. And I, I think to be absolutely fair, so the, the last time I saw you in clinic was about six or seven years ago, I want yes, to say, in Balmain. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd really had an in-depth consultation about devices and energy devices that we we were going to use with me because I was getting my injectables with Dr. Joseph and I was having my uh, energy device work with you. Yeah. And I was quite shocked at the, like, I think it took like 35 minutes, 40 minutes to have just the consult. 
Yeah, yeah, well, actually even up to an hour. So, yeah. and I think that's probably, you know, one of my messages to your consumers, I get asked all the time, how do I know where to go? Like, point me in the direction. How do I know a good clinic from a bad clinic? It seems like it's, there's just this plethora of different service entry points. So do I go at the plastic surgeon level? Do I go at the dermatologist level? Do I go to a cosmetic physician, a cosmetic surgeon? Do I go to a nurse-led clinic? Do I go to, like, at what point do I enter into this and where do I feel comfortable and safe? And where do we go and how do we choose I mean, wow, great question, Susie. Yeah, it's a huge question. And I think it's, 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 there's not, there's, I think there's one easy answer because those, those clinicians, they all have the skill that you require in order for you to look after you in terms of clinical skill. I'm assuming, obviously we, we have a few cowboys in the industry, but in general, um, we're getting better and better educated as a group, but there are different service providers there. What I, what I do say to consumers is to, is to go where you have got experience and skill, whatever that is, not necessarily the qualification, but experience and skill. So that usually comes with tenure in the organisation. But most importantly, look at what they offer you with a consultation. Even if this means you go here, here and here, and you actually have to trial a few places first, that consultation is absolutely crucial. So in my opinion, it needs to be 45 minutes to an hour long at least. You, the use of diagnostic software to have a look at your skin below the surface, absolutely crucial. I know. And, I mean, when you have that vizier, it does not lie. It like no, it really It's not a good experience for anyone, but it's a necessary one. It's a bit soul-destroying, isn't it? And now I'm kind of shocked if I step into something or if a brand in, invites me to have something and they don't do that. Now mm. I'm like like you, I'm shocked. It's like, well, that consult was really surface level. You haven't yeah. told me what how, what my skin needs or how you're going to tailor this treatment to my concerns. And, and also you're not measuring it. Why Don't. haven't you measured the result, the end result of the treatment I've had? Yeah, well, you you make such a great point. There's the lack of accountability. Yeah. And I think it's so so the the consultation with this commoditization and this explosion in our industry, the casualty has been definitely, as I said, clinical care. But I think it's also been the consultation, our consultative skill. And this consult now has just been shrunk down to being a transactional thing. It's what I need to do to get you over the line. All I, I just need to get you to the point where you have a treatment and pay me for something. And um, I would absolutely urge your listeners to go somewhere where they feel like, you know, on the website or who they speak to on the phone can, can give them a really good idea of what's involved in the consultation and then have the consultation and then not to commit to anything until they feel completely comfortable. And so I guess the question is, what does completely comfortable feel like? I was going and to ask you how that. Do I, how do I know I'm kind of in the right place? So I think the consultations need to be, as I said, at least in 45 minutes to an hour using diagnostic software. But here's the ticket. Here's the way of telling whether I'm in the right place or I'm in the wrong place. And that is the treatment and skincare plan that you get delivered. So a consultation should be about a plan that's devised for you, a real plan, not just, I mean, everywhere will say they do bespoke individualized treatment plans. What that needs to encompass is what am I doing this month? What am I doing next month? What am I doing the, the month after that? And what am I doing at home? Yes, three months worth of treatment max. Anything longer than that, then you, you are in danger of having treatments that your skin doesn't either, even really need because the skin will change so quickly, as you know. When you use these energy-based um, devices and you use injectables and we use skincare, 
change happens quite quickly in your skin. And I used to say to my clients, I, I need you to come when I tell you to come and use what I tell you to use at home, but I am responsible for your aging now. I and remember I'll- when you put me on Rationale Skincare and I'd never That's used right. it before and I've had Richard on the show before. Yeah. I mean, he he's such a uh, magician in, the, in that cosmeceutical world. But I do remember as part of my consultation and I remember you saying to me, I will know if you've used this correctly <laughs> and consistently. I will know. Yeah, I will know. I thought, yeah. oh my God. Like yeah. it was the first time I felt accountable to my at-home care. Absolutely. And and because I'm accountable to you as a clinician. And and I think that without treatment planning, there's no gate for that accountability. Mm-hmm. There's no point in time where I we come back together and I look back on what I have delivered for you for the treatments and is that targeted? Did I get a result and where to next? And so we would devise treatment plans for our clients that were three months long. In that treatment plan, it would have obviously three months of treatment, but it would also have three months of skincare. So we would literally control the situation and take full accountability of that. Now, obviously, the ent- this this plan is bespoke to what you can afford and what you can do with time as well. That's so what I was going to ask you. About making A lot of people feel bamboozled by the cost of things. Yeah. and you know, they, they go and see a clinician, they're vulnerable. Um, They're often very vulnerable and they lay it on the line and they go, you know, I feel old. I've lost my confidence. I'm, I'm, you know, I've just gone through this experience and I I just want to get my, so it's very different to having a haircut and color. Like we're talking thousands of dollars as, as a minimum, you know, unless you're getting a little shot of tox and rolling out the door with the new sunscreen and a proper aesthetic plan to get yep. you to a transformative state that doesn't require surgical intervention is a financial commitment. Yeah. And I guess what I'd love to ask from you is how do we manage this conversation so that we're not a shocked into accepting something we can't afford? And secondly, not shamed into agreeing not to shamed, something. Yeah. So again, it comes down to your selection of clinic and who you have there, because whoever looks after you at that point then needs to work with your time frame and your budget. And so it just takes longer. So there, we used to get clients who would come in and they're just like at a snap point and I've put aside the money and I'm just ready to go. What do you want me to do? But that was the minority, not the majority. The majority of people that I looked after, of course, had a budget. And of course, had time restraints, and of course, had a comfort level that they were prepared to go to, but not, not over, not go over in terms of, you know, like whether that be pain or just I don't really want injectables, but I'm interested in skin, in skin treatments. So there, there was, it, it's all about designing a plan that works for you. What I wanted every single client to to leave our clinics with, with the confidence of having a go forward point that that works for them. And that they 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 feel better, more empowered in themselves because they've made the decision that it's that is not just empowering them, but it sits really comfortably with me. It's not out of my comfort zone financially or in terms of what I'm prepared to do and what I'm not. So if you don't leave a clinic feeling that, you're in the wrong place. If you should leave with a plan, so you've had your consultation, you leave with a plan. But unless you feel comfortable that you have made a good financial decision as well as a good decision for you emotionally in terms of where you're at at the moment, then you're probably in the wrong place. 
That's such good advice. The other thing I want to explore here, and this is more, I guess, on the psychological side of things, which again, you would have experienced as a clinician. And I'm sure in your consulting work, you do advise your clients, your clinic clients about this is there seems to be a, a, a bit of a divide, certainly in the conversations that I have with readers and uh, viewers and listeners of how just how much can be done and what's yeah. a reasonable time frame yeah. to achieve this transformation and understanding, I guess, how far you can go in the non-surgical realms. Um, and I'd be really interested to hear your perspective of, you know, how quickly should, is it like weight loss? Is it something that we should adjust our thinking to from being instantaneous to being a commitment to a longer term goal? And what is possible without surgical intervention and what isn't? Such such a great question. And interesting, you said you said a few times then the word transformational. And that actual word itself now, um, with the new regulations that are coming in, in July 1, that's one of the words that we can't use in our advertising. Oh, really? In a, in of itself, it's misleading. Do are we are we are we selling, are we providing a transformation? So I I personally was um, not surprised by that, but actually it's a word that I've actually personally never used. In in all the years that I have been treating clients and um, in all the years that I've been working with doctors and nurses in their own practices now, I've never once used, and I educate their teams on the consultative process and how to consult to, to, um, to patients. I've never actually used the word transformational. Um, and the reason is that I don't think you do. I think what we are about here is about recognizing that we live in a country where we age our skin faster than our actual age so what we're doing here is it's it's actually more of a an approach to to health and wellness just the same as you know we get a bit older we've got to put a bit more I believe in that and that's why on the show it's so important for me to have this conversation and and to treat ageless as a white space for longevity wellness beauty it's it's the entire spectrum of that and it's not just the tippy pointy end of like your eyebrows look good and your cheeks look higher it's Mm. about how well do you feel how well do you feel in your head in your heart in your body in your skin and it's it's that confidence level isn't it and we used to we used to I think that the majority of clients that we would see and and I think in general I think we have kind of a preserver mentality we're not we're not trying to transform our look we're not trying to reverse I know I don't even want you to give me 10 years back because then I'll look ridiculous you know you I'm a 50 year old woman I've known you for over 10 years and you I've <laughs> I'm a 50 year old woman I don't I don't want to look like a 40 year old because I'm not I, w- I want to feel good at 50 and I think that's probably what um what I would say to you, you, your consumers, but I certainly say to clinics, I think that's what we're offering. That's what's realistic is that we can we can improve the health of your skin so you look good at every age. That's and good for you at every age. That's what we can offer. But in terms of timeframes here, obviously, how long's a piece of string? And it totally depends on the condition of your skin and what you've done previously. You know, we would often get people at clear complexions who had never done anything for their skin all their lives and had hit 55, um, 
time is right for them now, reinvesting themselves. We used to hear that a lot. The kids are out of home and it's time for me. But they had done very little to their skin and, in fact, quite ex it had exposed their skin to a lot of environmental damage. So for us to get their skin back to a state where we would say, I, I feel like your skin is really healthy, would probably take about six to 12 months. Um, Am but I correct in hearing you say this? And you keep going back to this. I'm, I'm just going to see if what I'm understanding it correctly. The skin piece is more important than the any other piece, that that's going to give us the best bang for our buck. And if we were in a position where we had very limited funds and wanted yeah. to do the one thing that will make a difference, you're saying take care of your skin. Before any other thing, just go back to basics and start caring for the health of your skin. Is that what you're saying? I guess I guess that it depends on what you're after, isn't it? Okay. That's such All a great right. point because, and this is where this whole treatment plan comes in, and under and the taking the time to get your notes. I'm just being the consumer them. advocate. Yeah, like, yeah. What's going to be the best value? Give me one. Give me one thing, and and I and, and that is absolutely. And I'm not trying to evade the question, but every time we, I would see a patient, I would take time to get to know them, so I understood exactly. Everybody wants a quick fix. And so a treatment plan absolutely can have the quick fix in it. You let you let me have a needle with you. I could I could give you a quick fix, no problem. Some well placed filler, some um, some well placed anti wrinkle, no problem at all. That is your quick fix. But I would say I could probably count on one hand the number of clients I had who only did that. Um, we would do that. We, we would do the quick fix, but in addition to that, would be the conversation about collagen synthesis, about clearing the clearing the skin of pigmentation, of re removing the the vessels on your skin. Um, I have to say, vessels. in my own journey, the thing that transformed everything for me was treating pigment. I used to have yeah. really, really terrible melasma, like, and touch wood there is just none of it left on my skin because I am so meticulous about my skincare and the types of devices that I will use and the things I will and won't have very very educated about skin trauma yeah uh, but removing pigment really de-aged me I think that like if there, was, if, if there was one thing it wasn't wrinkles it wasn't firmness it was really just getting the clarity and the evenness of the skin color was the thing that was the most beneficial for me. And then everything after that was a bonus. I couldn't agree more. And, and I remember when we were trying to think of it when we were, we were little, when I say we, it's my husband and I, and we were designing this, you know, we, we dreamed up this clinic that we wanted. And at the time, like there were no nurses who owned their own clinic. So we were the first nurse-led clinic in Australia. And um, at the time we were trying to think of a name. And, uh, you know, you go through all these names and then Alex said, what does everybody want though? What do they really want? And I said, I think they want a clear complexion. I think they want a clear complexion. He said, well, there's your name. And I think you're 100% right. So when you, when you look at somebody who's got aged skin, the skin is, it looks, it looks mottled. Mud, muddy. It, and it, mottled. You absolutely. know, there's five different colours going on in a skin. <laughs> absolutely. And when you look at children, they've got this beautiful, clear skin. Yes. And so when we can get rid of all those dyschromia, all of those marks and and uh, on the skin and those vessels, and it makes I such like my wrinkles. I yeah. actually quite enjoy having movement in my face. And I think absolutely. it makes me look age appropriate. And I actually think 
younger women have movement in their face. So if you freeze your face to your point earlier, you actually look older because a young person has a full range of movement. A hundred percent. And and I mean, we talk about energy devices delivering this now, but in terms of this move away from freeze and fill, we've got this incredible trend happening towards regenerative medicine. Yes. Where, where we are now saying, well, hang on, we don't just want the quick fix and um, we are it, regenerative medicine is 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 the use of biostimulants. So there's some new biostimulants that have just come into the market last year in Australia, which I have tried, and I yeah. am going back for a top up treatment next yeah. month. I'm super and, excited for it. And it, I love it. Yeah, fantastic. And it looks such an easy treatment to have done. And I'm and yet it's expensive. Like scary. in in the realms of you know in the continuum of what's available. I think that's that's a treatment that's good bang for your buck. When my friends ask me, what would you have? You know, if we're sitting around and, you know, they go, okay, Rahab, just tell me what's the one thing you would do? I always say biostimulating injections are Absolutely. actually great. Great bang for your buck, but you've got to wait for it. You know, like it isn't the, I don't, yeah, I I don't walk out of there and I look different. But if you want to invest in the health of your skin, all you're doing with that is you're stimulating your own natural collagen. So we can't overstimulate it. We can't overfill you with it. Where it's the same as PRP, we're stimulating your natural collagen. And so we got, we're, we're moving away from making you look transformed or different to making you look the best you can for your age, also given the, and also repairing the damage that's previously been done. And I feel that's such an interesting trend. It's such an interesting area to work in. And again, not having, not being a one trick pony and only having just that particular biostimulating injection, but putting it with your PRP, putting it with your Sculptra, putting it with your energy-based devices, and then perhaps your dermal fillers should you need them for that increased volume. I think it's that the, the message is absolutely that converse, the conversation about that multimodality approach, but we have been a one-trick pony with our injectables in terms of our freeze, our, our anti-wrinkle and our dermal fillers for quite some time now, and it's it's very gratifying to be able to see us move away from that. Um, one of the things that I was really interested in, and again, I, it's one of the reasons I wanted you on the show because I felt you were very much a pioneer in this space, is the energy devices that are for lifting and firming and there are now a number of options and there's also some hybrid uh, energy treatment which also borrows from needling yeah and then combines that with energy yeah which is really really I guess the most exciting end of energy device work I'm curious as to where you think this technology has come, you know, how it's advanced or changed over the past 10 years. And if you have a any kind of preference or any kind of advice when it comes to choosing the right energy-based treatment. Yeah. Okay. Well that's that's I, I'm I'm a, a very big fan of um, the energy-based devices that lift and tighten the skin. Because again, not wanting to just rely on the needle, when you put the combination, I don't know a single woman who doesn't get to about 50 or 55 and go, uh, what's happening here? Like, where's my well, job? It happened for me at 45, yeah, 46, yeah. yeah. Same. What, what's happening here? What's happening here? I feel like 
I just feel like clients. Well, once you hit perimenopause and you start start losing estrogen, the first place right. you see it is here. It's around the bottom of your face, isn't 100%. it? Hundred percent. And um, and so these energy based devices are brilliant for that firming, that firming of that tissue without so, looking like a weirdo. Absolutely. So I mean, it won't do anything if you've got volume loss. We need to address the volume loss. So it's not going to do anything for that. But if you've got laxity because of the the destruction of the of the deep collagen in your skin that has that elasticity in it and provides that pullback in your skin, then your energy based devices like Hifu are absolutely brilliant for this. When we first started off, we had um, thermages and they were fantastic, but a, a, a lengthy treatment to do um, at the time, relatively uncomfortable. We moved into um, Hifu when it first came into Australia. I had it with you. We were the first to have it in Australia. And um, so Hifu stands for um... high intensity. Uh, High intensity ultrasound um, frequency. Yes. So, um, it's an ultrasound so, device. Yes, absolutely. So, cut blind, uh, color blind, which is actually really lovely because a lot of lasers can't be treated on darker skin. So, um, the great thing about this device is anyone can have it. Um, there's a lot of different energy based devices. And as you rightly said, we've now got um, radio frequency. Um, we've got, um, you, you know, the needling devices. We've got all based on stimulation of collagen within the skin. Um, and that injuring of collagen in order to get a collagen synthesis is basically how the majority of, of, of our lasers and, and our um, other light-based devices work. And it works exceptionally well. So I think the, the um, rather than sort of naming names of the ones I prefer, I think the category is important to have in your treatment plan if you are at that perimenopausal and menopausal age. Mm. Interestingly, just bringing up perimenopausal and menopausal isn't it nice that we're finally talking about it I feel like we're very lucky to be the generation that yeah, actually gets yeah. to talk about it yeah but um in terms of trends so we're sort of saying we're moving away from this freeze and fill and moving into that regenerative medicine and biostimulation oh. that is definitely a trend um the other trend that we're seeing is that we are absolutely focused on the perimenopausal changes in our skin um, and the menopausal changes in our skin and how we as an industry can can help uh, women through this. And it's so interesting because I think we've kind of known that the skin gets a lot drier and it loses its laxicity and it loses dullness as we get old, but we haven't really linked it to those hormones uh, or those change in hormones that actually happen through perimenopausal and menopausal and menopause. So um, there is definitely now, and you'll see this a lot more, clinics are focusing on how do we what do we what do we need to help how do we need to help this particular group of women who are experiencing these symptoms and um and it's and it's and and also bringing in allied health professionals as well so your dietitians and um, bringing in psychologists as well into clinics to be able to really service um, women in this group one of the other things that I think is super interesting and I'm delighted that we're able to have the conversations about it and certainly it's something I always try to include in Ageless because I don't want it to be a topic that's taboo and discussed behind closed doors is sexual wellness mm -hmm. and I think that the aesthetic clinicians that we are having a deep relationship with are the perfect port of call to have that conversation about uh, pleasure sexual wellness and yeah. any kind of changes that we're experiencing as we're getting older because it's still part of the body mm. you know it's skin it's organs it changes with age with time with hormonal fluctuations 
And I know that a lot of the very good clinics are addressing uh, uh, lasers that will help uh, um, lasers for men and women, Mm. um, radio frequency devices, electro uh, stimulation devices, um, uh, products and services and devices to help with incontinence, to help with tightening, lifting. Um, Do you think that this is an area that's exciting as part of the aesthetics industry is this when you talk about the trend towards treatment of menopause and perimenopause do you see sexual wellness and health as part of that conversation it's it's such a great question because again the benefit of being as old as I am and having been in the industry for as long as I am is when there were some premium high-end clinics that introduced some of these devices into their practice and at the time years and years and years ago and at the time when they introduced it the rest of the industry went sorry what in you know that's not what we do and um oh that'll never work and and actually consumers did not engage um women did not feel comfortable in that environment to be accessing those kinds of services there I I still need to go to my gynecologist and that's where I go for that kind of information and that help or I go to my GP for that kind of thing I I don't I'm not really going to access it where where I buy my skincare and where I have my my Botox treatment so it was like they were they were ahead of the game though and I think what they realized was the majority of their clients are perimenopausal and menopausal women that's the majority of the clientele. And this was a service that absolutely. Or you've just had a baby. Maybe you're or you've just had a baby. Or absolutely. 20s, yeah. And you you want everything to look and feel like it did before. Go back and to normal. I, and I think that those conversations, are, I'm just going to speak from personal experience. I loved my obstetrician and gynecologist. Yeah. What a wonderful man. But I wasn't going to go and say to him, you know, I'm not orgasming the same way as I used to. Those are not the conversations to have with him. Similarly, I love my GP. She's a wonderful woman. They're not the conversations I wanted to have with her. But you know what? The nurse that was doing my laser resurfacing, we had some pretty intimate conversations in that room. And if she was the person that said, hey, by the way, there's this new laser or there's this new device, who else? Who better to have it with? Who better to have the conversation with? And who better to have the treatment with? And and that's exactly what we're seeing now. So we're seeing all of these clinics now sort of embrace the technology that's available in the area of sexual wellness and sexual health, um, which is just super exciting now because of the, again, it's like it's like when we bought, when Botox became accessible and when dermal fillers became accessible, this is exactly the same thing. We're just actually now talking about it, but not only are we talking about it, we're making it accessible in an appropriate environment where we're looking at you as a person. We're not just looking down and going, right, you've got some sexual health issues. We're actually looking up and going, you're an entire person. And here at this particular clinic, we can look after you, you know, your Top heart and minds as well as your skin, as well as as well as everything, and um and build a, a really um beautiful relationship with you. And um and it's a safe space. And I think that's that is absolutely what we're seeing in the industry. And, and that's probably the most exciting trend is um is that we're embracing this group of women the whole you absolutely i mean there's no way my mum would have ever spoken about it let alone access any sort of care um for it outside of perhaps seeing her gynecologist for it so i think that now it's just it's um it's a it's a it's a good time to be a 50 plus woman 
Absolutely. Susie, I'm so looking forward to hearing you speak at the non-surgical symposium that's being hosted by the Australian Society of Plastic Surgeons. Uh, I'm delighted to be uh, an editor that's been invited. I believe I'm the only consumer magazine that's been invited to the symposium. And I just wanted to get in early with you because I know you're going to be mobbed. Uh, I want to thank you so much for sharing your insights today. And I will be reporting back from your speech as well. I'm sure there'll be some nuggets that you've held back, but I'll be there. So I'll be reporting from the non-surgical symposium. Oh, so excited. So excited to be a part of it again. I just absolutely love it. This year is going to be bigger than ever. And um, I yeah, look forward to seeing you there. And it's just so nice to talk to you again. I've missed our chats. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for everything you've done for the industry. I think you know, we're all in safer hands when people who really care are educating the people we turn to uh, for all the all of this really important advice and, and a lot of money being spent. So uh, I can't wait to see you speak at the Non-Surgical Symposium and I want to thank you again. Thank you so much, Susie. Absolute pleasure. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that.